Hey everyone, welcome to Flavor Country. This podcast is simply two best friends getting vulnerable and exploring the cosmos together. We're going to talk about masturbating. We're going to talk about Star Wars. We're going to talk about doing drugs. Most important thing is we're just going to talk about our experience here in life and we want you to come along and join us. Nothing that we say should be taken seriously and is not medical, psychological, or athletic advice. You're now in flavor country. Welcome. I just like to get it going with a little bit of some kind of beat, a little bit of rhythm, something fun to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, why not? Uh, You can't count on me for the beat. You know that. So (laughs) (laughs) you say that, dude, but you're like, honestly, Mike, you're climbing the ranks as my, as one of my favorite drummers. You know what I mean? (laughs) Dude, I told you I bought a drum recently and I've been doing a bunch of shit with it and I can get in a trance with that drum. I mean, you know, you've seen that. I mean, oh, you've yeah. seen me like on medicine do it, but like, um, well, even when we were, you know, um, at in Seth's backyard that one night, like, um, we, we were really on, I mean, I was, and we had weed and some booze versus, you know, I wasn't really, but I wasn't really even crossfaded. I was kind of just pretty sober. Yeah. And we opened some pretty cool trances. In that, that was but, such uh, a, dude, it's been, we haven't even talked about that weekend. We haven't recorded a flavor country since for like a month. I mean, we've done like three Mormons on mushrooms in the middle. And every time I'm, I'm, I've loved the guests and I've wanted to do it. But every time I'm like, ah, damn, I just, I want a flavor country episode. Dude, that's kind of sick because like you think about, oh damn, Mike, I'm tripping a little bit. Like thinking about that because there's so much for you and I to catch up on as far as just like stuff going on in the background. Um, like that weekend, let, let's see. Uh, Lady Death was brand new that weekend because when we were at the Airbnb, we were just sort of like you were kind of like introducing me to it, you know, and that's like that's like fresh and new and and one of my favorites. Sorry, we're just talking about Lady Death as if it's like this song that is like number one on the Billboard charts. It should be number one on the Billboard charts. Like we it probably should. We should probably start with like recording it or like you should probably like. I should, I should just like, I should get a good recording of it. I tried to do one last night of it and you know, we got a fucking cat and the cat's just like dipping around. It was chasing around a piece of paper as cats do. I had like this little piece of paper and like amusing itself with it, with it. And I'm like, there's too much scuttling around. I don't like it. But, um, yeah, you know, that, um, that song has carried me. I mean, writing it, but just like, you know, it, it reminds me of, so, I mean, this year has been a theme of death for me. Um, you know, starting with, and I think I've talked about it either in flavor country or Mormons on mushrooms, the, uh, the death of my cousin earlier this year. And, you know, for him, you know, I was, I learned that Lord, Lord of the Rings song to into the West, not only as a tribute to him, but to process all the emotions of grief. Yeah. 
And then again, with this one, it's, you know, um, not to get too much of, let me just talk about the myth for a second. Maybe this gives us a launching part on the, the episode, but the myth is in the woman who run with the wolves. And it's about skeleton woman mm. who, um, you know, a, a man is fishing and he snags up this skeleton woman from the bottom of the sea. And you think about that, like from this symbology of it, it's that death, there's an unconscious part of us that is like, that. it's like that death instinct in us. Like we, we think death happens to us from outside, but really it's coming from within us. Yeah. And he's hooked skeleton woman. And so she follows him home and he's running back home and he gets into his like igloo. Cause I think it's like an Eskimo and an Inuit like tell. And he's just sitting there and skeleton woman's in his hut. He's like, Oh shit. Well, I got to untangle her from my fishing line. And so he does, he, he goes through that slow process of, of untangling lady death. And, you know, that represents grief and how tangled it is in every emotion. I mean, when you go through grief, you're, you're experiencing all of it, you know, um, it's, and, and, and you don't know what's, what's what, cause it's like, you can go from intense anger to intense sadness, to intense love, to, um, well, the love part, I think, you know, as he's untangling, he realizes that like the love, you know, when we say love is everything, I think it's that at the bottom of the emotion, whether it's anger or grief or even like relief, there's like love at the, at the end of it, at the bottom of it. And so he, he learns to love lady death as he's untangled her in this fishing line. And so then he's like, well, I'm just going to go to sleep. I'm, I'm okay with her being in my igloo. And then as he has, he's sleeping, you know, had tear comes down his cheek and she creeps over to him takes the tear and then takes his heart and uses it to grow new flesh. Mm. And then, um, zips off his clothes and gets in bed and makes love to him. And it's that whole thing. And I think I've talked about it on, on the other episodes. Maybe I've even told that tell before, you, you but have, I just you have not, it. you have not told that story. Oh, okay. No, it's, um, this thing of like, yes, death is awful. And she comes to us and she comes to us when we're not expecting even if there might be a part of us that knows that death is needed, but she comes when we're not expecting. And, but she's also the one who comforts us during those moments of death. And so it's like the more we can fuck lady death, mm. make love to her, like embrace death yeah, and not just embrace her, but like really get like, in there, you get know, her there, like get there with her, right? Like fuck her. Then the more we can go through those transitions, those difficult transitions. And so it's just been like this song about grief, but then also about like, Hey, let's just fuck lady death and let's bring it on, you know? And yeah. And it's God, man, it's, it's, it's easier said than done though. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, like it's funny, you and I have been talking a lot lately about sort of like inviting that that I mean the very imagery that you're talking about and and the very sort of like cavalier attitude of like you know it's heavy to it's heavy to bring lady death into your sphere into your into your life and you know just to clarify when we talk about like death we're talking about all of the little deaths we're talking about a <laughs> little death we're, we're talking about like yeah you we're like that. About that too <laughs> I mean we are talking about that as well but right. like we're talking about like change. We're talking about, um, you know, the, the, the things that require us to grieve, you know? And so it's, it's so easy to like, in a couple of sentences, you know, when you and I are talking to be like, yeah, I mean, as long as you're going to like be in it, 
you might as well like enjoy yourself. You might as well lean in. You might as well fuck lady death until she mm-hmm. orgasms. Right. And it's almost like you have no choice, but to either it, cause it's, it's, it's happening. You know, it's almost like, uh, you know, yeah. like if you're, if you're a woman and you're going to give birth, like the baby is going to come out. There's no, there's, there's, there's no, there's, there, there, there's no, uh, like, switching directions there's no there's there's no get out of jail free card at that point you know what i mean there's you just gotta do the miles you gotta do the miles you gotta you gotta give birth to that baby yeah so you can either you know i mean flow with the contractions and flow with it and lean into it and not to like i mean i've obviously never given birth to a child so but but that like think about of the of the weight and grief it does it fucking comes in waves big time and the waves are there whether or not you're embracing them or not. And so it's, um, it's been, you know, th- these grieving processes and it's interesting how, how similar grief feels, whether it's the death of a loved one or the death of like, um, the relationship or death of a job or some big change in your life, you kind of go through those same emotions. One of like disbelief and uh, confusion. Like, why is this happening? How is this happening? This shouldn't be happening. This can't be happening. And then you go, you know, to the anger, like bullshit. No, I don't want this to happen. And then, you know, and then you go into like grieving all the good times and and the love that's there. And, and then, you know, death also, there's a freedom with death you know, no matter what it is. Yeah. And so all of a sudden you feel a sense of freedom for a minute. And then, but then you might feel guilty about that freedom, you know, cause it's like, Oh wait, but I'm feeling freedom because I've become unattached to something that I love so much. So then you go through guilt. And so it's just like, it's that spiral yeah. and maybe spiraling up or spiraling down. I don't know. Maybe both. Probably, probably, you know, it's probably like that. Oh God. I'm ready for, I'm ready for a new, I'm ready for a new nerdiness. Are you ready for new nerdiness? Like, cause we're good about being like, okay, first and foremost, you know, star Wars, Lord of the Rings, comic book movies. Like we're, we're good at that shit. Right. We, we, we frequently bring it up. I don't think we've talked about the book Ender's game yet. Have we? I don't think we have. No, uh-uh. I love that book, man. <laughs> don't, I love that book. Like it's too bad that Orson Scott card is a little bit of a odd duck. You know what I mean? Oh, I've got quite a bit to say about this book. I'm glad we brought it up. (laughs) Well, so like when you're talking, dude, honestly, Mike, when you're talking about like, we're in that spiral and you're like, you know, it's a death spiral, whether it's a spiral down or a spiral up, it's irrelevant, dude. The enemy's gate is down. Remember how he has to like, like when he first goes into the, the, into the uh, zero gravity battle room, Mm -hmm. he notices the first thing the ender notices is that like everyone is still orienting themselves based on where they came into the zero gravity. He's like, oh, shit, no, the first lesson that I need to teach myself and then teach my team is you have to reorient yourself like like there is no there is no like upright and left and right. He's like, the only direction is that the enemy's gate is down. So so by doing that, he changes the entire fucking game. You know, it's it's sci fi stuff. I'm not going to like talk about I'm not going to give away the book or anything but he changes the whole dynamic so that everyone then has to learn that. And I, it, dude, I'm so excited talking about this because like, that's what I'm trying. I, I haven't, I haven't learned it yet. Like I have not taught myself that, like I, I've, I've recognized the need to teach myself that, but I'm still in the process of, I'm feeling disoriented a little bit, you know, and maybe I'm spiraling down or maybe I'm spiraling up. 
and I just can't tell. And it's like, oh, no, no, neither is true. You have to completely reorient yourself to your environment here. That, that's how I'm feeling. I got more to say, but I, but I, I kind of want to keep on this Ender's Game tip a little bit for a second. Well, let me just chime in with that a little bit, because that's, you know, um, I think I was chatting with you um, this week and talking about how this grief is, I, I feel disoriented. I feel like yeah. I don't know what's up and down, you know, right. and I think grief can do that. You go through this thing of like, I don't know what life is anymore. I don't know. I don't know what this new life is. Um, and it feels scary and um, awful. I don't know. It's like, it feels confusing. Confusing is a good mm -hmm. word for it. Like, you know, um, also curious, like, whoa, what, what is this new? What is it? You know, but um, it's that disorienting feeling. I think anyone who's experienced a death can relate to that. Yeah, dude. Like, honestly, it's funny that we're, you know, you and I have, listen, <laughs> I think I start most sentences on this podcast with, you know, Mike, you and I were talking earlier this week. <laughs> like, I think that I start most of my sentences with that. Do you know what I mean? But like. Literally, we, we've been talking a lot about um, the ruts that we've both, that you and I are both experiencing. And on a, on a broader scale, a lot of the people that we've talked to, like a lot of the people that are in our lives, both our combined lives and our separate lives, a lot of people are experiencing the same fucking ruts. And it's, it, it brings me back to, you know, that app, the pattern, it's like, it's like your Zodiac kind of bullshit. And like, it gives you like a daily, like a reading or like a daily, like, Oh, here's what you should keep your eyes on. And here's globally kind of what's happening in the, in the cosmos. Well, literally like back in October or November of last year, there was like this huge alert on the pattern app. And it's like, look, dog, something about Saturn or Jupiter. Like there, there's some major things going on, like shifts that are going to like, make for a rough something like 17 months like it's going to be a really rough 17 months and the, the reason i'm bringing it up is because one of my coworkers brought it up with me uh yesterday she's like you know what you were talking to us about that back in october or november and we, we were laughing we were laughing about it today or not today yesterday because at the time i was like yeah listen here's what the pattern says but you know, cause everybody I work with knows that I'm kind of like, a little, I mean, I look like I look, of course people know that I'm yeah. a little bit of a hippie kind of person, but, <laughs> but she was like, dude, you were talking about that and you were trying to like downplay it and be like, ah, who knows these things. It's just like, you, you know, you kind of go in the direction that you're looking. Like, I remember at that time, Mike, I didn't like that. I didn't like that reading so much that I kept doing like different tarot pulls and different sort of like meditation things. Same shit was coming up. Just like, look, look, man, we're entering into a fucking rough patch. And I've just been like, I've been like rebelling against it and like digging my heels in and being like, nah, I'm not going through no fucking rough patch. I'll be fine. And it's like, oh, no. Uh, and then I'm just like naked on the side of the highway, like waiting for a poor. I'm like a poor wayfaring man of grief over here, like hoping <laughs> that the, the Christ child will come along and like show mercy on me or something like that, you know? Well, and, and not to be like creepy that I've been snooping on your pattern, but you're also in the middle of your Uranus opposition, yeah, which is one of the most tumultuous like times 
you know, it's, it's associated with a midlife crisis usually. And in and, and the book Cosmos and Psyche, where Richard Tarnas outlines a lot of this, he focuses a lot of his book on this Uranus. Like Uranus, I think it takes like 82 or 84 years to complete a cycle. And so the midway point, it can happen depending on the, like the, the shape of the, cause it's not like a, like a perfect circle, right? right? The orbit, you know, it happens around like your 40th to 43rd, 44th year kind of deal. Um, so even though like you're a little younger than me, you're having your Uranus opposition before or before me, I don't know how that works mathematically, but mine's coming up, but like, um, yeah, That's, anyway. Yeah. That, yeah. Hey, you can, by the way, you can, you can pattern stock me all you want, Mike. And then some like you're, you're welcome to, I'll give you the fucking, pa- I don't know if I have passwords or anything like that on, on the pattern, but I'm happily, but it's true. By the way, I, you said two things there that caught me off guard. Like when you say that I'm a little younger than you, I'm like two months younger than you. I know. Yeah, right. that's right. <laughs> but it, is, yeah. it is weird that I'm. Yeah, because I'm fucking in it, dog. Like I'm like life's a little bit of a battle for for your boy right now. But that is kind of weird how that works. I guess, you know, time is irrelevant. I, I guess I just don't know, but like it's been a tough go, man. It's been a real tough go. And I'm trying my best. And, and 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 honestly, Mike, it's funny, you, you know, you and I we were talking today. It's like you and I take turns sometimes almost, right? Just like mm-hmm leaning on one another for support from time to time. And geez, good God. I hope my hope for the world is that everyone have a, a friend like Mike, you know, like you and, and, or, or like me, frankly. I mean, I'm, I think I'm also yeah, a very good sure. friend, but um, I, I, I look into the, I, I look into sort of like some of the people that I know that maybe don't have the same support structure that I have in my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that is a lot of times, uh, you know, whether you call it luck or, um, sometimes those things can't be helped. Sometimes it's involuntary. You know, you can, you can obviously, you can always take action. You can always do something. Certainly we can always do something, but I do look at people that don't have the same level of support. And I'm like, nah, God damn, dude, no wonder, no wonder we're all a little bit fucked up. Like no wonder everyone, you know, that, that people sometimes will act out in ways that can be frustrating or confusing to the people around them or, or, or to, you know, to me where I'm like, Oh, that, 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 that was hurtful. Or that was a little bit out of character. Well, shit, man, they don't have a fucking mic that they can call and vent to, you know? Um, I know exactly. Cause I think um, I, I even learned it, you know, a couple weeks ago where you know i got into an argument and like really i felt like i was very uncontained in that argument you know like yeah anger was just bursting out which you know what it felt good it feels good to get that anger out right um but following that i'm like look i have to have other containers for this and i do but i have to use them um, you know, I, I, of course I have therapy, of course I have you and, uh, you know, other friends, but like, I've really leaned heavily on you these last couple of weeks. It's like mm. to say those things that I want to just get out so that like, it doesn't, when, when I'm having those hard conversations, it's not scorching the other person, you know, where you, and, and having those, 
outlets and you know even like the gym has been an outlet for me and my my drum has been an outlet mm. for me um but just having someone a Doug to be able to voice that without judgment you know I'll say the most awful things to you you know like like this is what I'm feeling yeah, and it yeah. sounds awful to come out of my mouth but I need to express that part that's feeling hurt and wounded and angry and of course you know like um I think I was reading some quote that I loved. It's like the measure of a human is not like what we have. We have, we contain multitudes. Yeah. We have everything from a, from a, uh, a racist, a murderer, a rapist. We have all these horrible parts of, you know, parts of us that want to, would, would like to do horrible things to get what they want because they're hurt and angry and frustrated. Yeah. It's so I think a lot of times we are scared of those parts because we think it reflects something wrong within us. But I think there was some quote about like the measure of a human is not what they, what's in them, but what they do with what's in them. And I love that. It's kind of like, we don't have to, we don't have to shy away from these parts that like when we all have it, if, if, you know, we say, no, I don't have a murderer in me. Well, what if you know, the stars aligned in a certain way where you need to protect your family or you need to do something or you're, you're threatened in a certain way. We all have that, you know, ape in, in us that will just fight or kill to get what it wants because we, we want our needs met. And, um, anyway, that was my way of saying like, thank you for holding space for like parts of me that I feel like are awful sometimes. Oh, but you, you, Mike, first of all, um, we do not like, I just want to make sure that we, I mean, we both know this, but I want to say it out loud. Like we do not have a conditional relationship where it's like, um, okay, you've done, you've done 50 listening to me's. Now I need to do 50 listening to you's. We we don't, we don't have that kind of like a, 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 you know, a, a condition based relationship. And so just to clarify, um, you, what you give me as far as like my ability to also let out those emotions every single time. It's like, well, it's like we talked about today. It like makes me feel like, you know, it, it occurs to me that this is going to be a little bit of a crass um, analogy, but I'm going to do it because it's making like such perfect sense to me. It occurs to me that like, Oh God, this is so stupid. Like this, what I'm about to say is so fucking dumb, but I'm going to say it anyway. Please. Emotions are like a fart. Go on. Well, so listen, you, it's better out than in like, like you, you gotta let, listen, you got built up, you got build up there and certainly you want to find the right place and time to let it out, you know? And sometimes it comes out in some surprising ways. Like sometimes you're convinced it's going to be quiet and you're going to be like totally like in the clear and suddenly you just rip ass and everybody looks over at you. Like, like, listen, sometimes it, you're like, oh man, it's this one. I'm going to squeak this one. No one's going to notice. And it's like the, it's like the raunchiest. It reeks like to high hell. Like, like you got to deal with the aftermath. Certainly. But you someone, also, wa- someone walks in right after and yeah, like- man, someone walks into the fucking elevator or whatever, you know, what, whatever cliche setting it is, but it's just like, okay, I, I don't want this. I don't want this fart. I just let to like define my identity or I, I don't want you guys to like keep I don't want you guys to think that that's the only like aspect of my personality is that I just farted, but 
listen, I, I needed to let it out. I need like, I, otherwise I'm going to sit what uncomfortably and like, like hold, like holding in a fart is one of the holding in a fart is one of life's like low key, you know, in, in the sense of like there are people suffering and blah, blah, blah. I get it. But the same way that people <laughs> say a sneeze is like an orgasm, a fart is one of like, like holding in a fart is one of the most uncomfortable things in the history of the world. Cause we've all been there where you're like with people yeah. that you're not too comfortable with. And like, I'm not going to throw a temper tantrum in front of people that I don't know very well. And I'm certainly not going to fucking fart in front of people I don't know very well. Do you know what I mean? It's the <laughs> yeah. same thing with my, it's the same thing with like, so the people I'm closest to, I should feel safe to let out some emotions and to sort of vent that or, or to fucking fart. Like I, it's the same goddamn thing, man. I'm telling you right now. And, and frankly, Mike, We've all had that experience in life where we trusted, we, we, we thought, you know what? I got to let out these emotions. I got to let out this fart. And sure enough, man, it's sharp city and you got to go, you got to, you change your whole fucking day. You got to like, like uh, the wrong Dude, fart can change right. your whole day. <laughs> I think this has been my favorite metaphor we've ever used. I think so. Too. Like, I can't believe I haven't thought of this yet. Like this is, an, to me, this is an amazing metaphor. Um, and you know what? Like, I mean, my relationship with my spouse changed too, when we could, we, we've recognized now, you know what, like we, because in our first, uh, I would say 15 years of marriage, we hardly ever fought. Right. And I, we use that as like almost a badge of honor. Like, oh, we get along so well in this. Like, well, no, what are we not saying? You yeah. know? Yeah. And now we've gotten really good. And now part of that is, I mean, we're both like really easy to like humans. I like both of us you yeah know? you're so, so like, you're so easy to like both of you are just so lovable you're universally loved both of you are and we're good we're also good at shape-shifting and matching you know and mm-hmm. we've done that with each other and you know not to get too much into my relationship but i, I do want to even say in that relationship dynamics both of us now also have recognized when one of us is in that emotional state and to not take it too seriously and so some sometimes Realizing that, oh, they're, they're speaking from a very wounded part right now. And they're speaking the, they're speaking to the feeling they're farting right now. Yeah. And the the fart does not define them, nor do I have to argue with their fart. In in fact, if I just argue with their fart right now, or like that, that emotional expression, we're going to get caught in this grip of like just yelling and and nothing's going to happen. We're just going to circle around it. But if I can just be there while they're getting out this emotion and expressing, um, we've, we've gotten pretty good at that. And a lot of it, you know, a, a big breakthrough I had, you know, this was like a, a year and a half of therapy or so my therapist, our therapist, um, hmm. Hmm. we, we were like, um, talking about like, uh, I was talking about, you know, cause I'd, I'd gotten really good with mindfulness and feeling into, you know, the depth of the emotion and trying to you know, uh, feel like, okay, what's the depth here? And she's like, look, you've, you've, you've got meditating and you, you're doing good at that. What about getting it out? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to just like feel in all the time and feel, feel like, are, get it out, let it out. You don't need to hold it all the time. And, and, um, that letting out of emotion is, is something I'm still fucking learning, but I've, I think I'm doing it better out of this last couple of months. I've been just letting it out, man. I've been farting every time I can. <laughs> yeah, dude, you've been, you've been, you've, and don't you feel like, doesn't your stomach feel better? Like, like honestly, even though it's like, there's a lot of discomfort and there's a lot of uh, like, it stinks. 
Mm-hmm. Feels better. It feels better out than in, right? And it's funny, like I I want to keep talking about this fucking fart analogy, frankly. Please. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said it's the best one we use. Because it was, you know, it was I think it was Gandhi that said that like, you know, an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind or something like that. Well, if in this analogy, like if someone farts and you just start farting back and it becomes this like whole like fart contest, <laughs> like if you suddenly just start farting at each other, like instead of just allowing for that person to have relieved themselves and, and, and relieved the pressure and that kind of stuff, if you just start farting right back at them and so they feel attacked, so they start farting back at some point, you're all going to end up covered in shit, man. It's like, it, it's like, <laughs> dude, like I'm honestly, Mike, I'm going to tell you, like, this is the stupidest thing ever, but I'm going to think about that the next time I'm in emotional, like I'm in an emotional, like I need to fucking really, like, I'm so, you know, riled up or whatever it is. I'm just going to think, dude, okay, baby, just ease the tension. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it occurs to me. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I got so much to say down this path, but I think we've probably fucking, we've probably, you wanna, I don't want to go a little bit further. Well, yeah, I, I kind of do. Because and let's go. Here we go. We go in it. Because like what I'm sitting here thinking about is I'm I'm kind of goddamn no, I can't, Mike. That yeah. I yeah. I can't get into I can't start getting into other people's uh like comfort Fart. levels with farts. Oh. <laughs> like I just can't go down that path, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad we went this far down that path. Same. Because yeah, gonna, you know, I'm gonna think about that now when it's like, oh my gosh, when I feeling this thing's like, wow, that maybe I just the like an inner tension. Maybe I just need to let out an inner fart, you know, maybe go, uh, scream, scream into a pillow, uh, bang on a drum, go express a call up, a, call up Doug and just be like, Doug, I just need to vent out. I just need to fart right now. You know? Right. Uh, because like, okay, you, I'm, I'm going to keep going. You let the fart out and you're so worried that people are going to like judge you or think something differently about you or think that it stinks and be like, or, or even just be dis, you know, they're just going to be uncomfortable. And it's like, okay, well, you know what? It probably was a little uncomfortable. Light some Palo Santo. Fucking clear the energy, clear the fart and move on. Like life goes on. Life continues. Life continues. And then you know what? You don't have to like, you're good. You've you've, you've had the release. Um, Yeah, you farted. Dude, have I, um, if I go back to Ender's game, is it going to like, please? No, I think it's time to go back to Ender's game. I think we've explored the fart analogy as far as well, as far as I feel comfortable exploring it. I had this high thought once. Um, <laughs> the real time high thought with like, uh, you know, my daughter was talking about all the shenanigans that they do like on Minecraft with all of her friends. Oh, right? yeah. They're creating like clans and doing all these different things. And, you know, they're, they, they like fight in different ways and figure out certain shit. And speaking of tying back into the pattern, like, you know, the world, I mean, I don't feel like the world is going to stay very static over the next 20, 30 years. No. Like things are changing. Like the stars are moving in certain ways. Capitalism is moving in certain ways. Like we're reaching a breaking point in terms of healthcare and interest rates and all this shit and, and social justice, you know, that things are, things are shifting. And, you know, I mean, I might 
maybe it's the labor pains of us birthing a new world, you know, taking, talking about like labor pains. Um, and maybe not, maybe this is just, you know, the cycles of generations, but I did have that thought of like, oh shit, what if all these kids on Minecraft right now are exploring all these different types of their enders gaming it right where they're, right. they're, they're playing a, a game Holy to shit. actually learn the skills <laughs> that they will need to help us usher in the, a new, a new and better world. Hopefully. I mean, <laughs> that's uh, on, honestly, like I can, I, I can get down for that, Mike. And I, I don't think that's so crazy of a, of a, of a high thought because it doesn't really matter as far as like, is it, is it actually ushering in? I, I mean, it, because, because then it gets into like that sort of discussion about, uh, like, like physical, like, is it a physical new world? Is it, is it, is it, is it metaphysically like, like doesn't really matter. Right. Or is it just a generational divide? It, it doesn't matter because the skills, the skills that they're learning on something like Minecraft, they're, they're so different than what, as an example, you and I faced growing up on yeah. like Nintendo, like Super Mario Bros. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're, they're literally learning new methods for dealing with conflict and, and teamwork and dealing with like, you know, we're such a divert, like we're more diverse than we've ever been as a, as a, as a, as a species and stuff like that. And so like some of the stuff, like it's funny talking to, I, I mean, your kids are my, my kids, the same age. It's funny talking to my two oldest kids about some of the stuff that like gets caught in my, like that, that becomes like a pain in my neck. Like when it comes to like politically or, 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 or sort of like, you know, monetary policy, when we're talking capitalism, social, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like they, it doesn't even it doesn't even register with them to some degree. You know, you know like my kids yeah. know that I am not a huge Donald Trump fan, but for, for them, it's like, is he even like, what, are these people even real? Like, I, like, like, like my kids don't even like, they're like, is Donald Trump is Joe Biden? Like, are these even real people or what, what's the scoop here? And so it is ushering in a new world, man. It totally is ushering in a new mm-hmm. world. And, you know, anyone who has kids around that, I mean, any age, you realize they're, it's a different, they're different types of beings. I don't know. It's, they are different types of beings. And so for every, you know, for every, what, what does my wife call them? Uh, Involuntary celibate, incel. My wife calls it incel. You know, she, she's, she's got, she's tapped in, you know, she got her finger on the pulse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's these, uh, I don't know, I, I guess it's like the 4chan kids, you know, it's like the kids that like think that the world is, the, the deck is stacked against them. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it becomes like a woman hating sort of neck beard type of trope or, or meme, I guess. But honestly, those, those, those kids are so outnumbered by the kids who are like, dude, there, there are bigger fish to fry than arguing about you know fucking monetary policy as an example that's that's a safe example for me to go to right because like i mean i think yeah. i think i think like talking about how we how we as a people as a government how we raise and spend money that's monetary policy right and so it, it it's like i think we can all agree like everyone like it's a, it's one of those funny things that everyone sort of like everyone sort of agrees on the foundation that like 
someone else is screwing us, right? Like, like, like that's that's like a fair, like that's yeah. that's like a that's a way to like build rapport with somebody, right? Like, yeah, well, you know, someone someone's screwing us out there. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it is. Someone's out there screwing us. And so it's like that thing. It's like the reptilians or whatever. <laughs> whoever, yeah, whoever it is, like you know, royal bloodlines and reptilians. Like I've, I've I've heard it all. Like I've read about. I like I I love going down those paths. I think I've made it clear that I love, I love pulling that thread and going through the internet and finding out who's who's really in charge. Do you know what I mean? And it depends on yeah. who you ask because, like, you know, one side is like, listen, that side is filled with you know, child molesters and pedophiles and blood drinking, you know, fascists and racists and hypocrites. And then the other side is like, you, you're really accusing us of that because you guys are the ones that are child rapists and pedophiles and fascists and racists and bigots. And it's like, okay, at some point, like there's some objective, like, I, like we've lost all objectivity, I think to some degree. Cause it's just like, no, my team, my team is playing against your team and therefore we're total enemies. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense to me. And I think the point I'm trying to make in this whole tirade is that I think that my kids and I think your kids are ushering in a, a new and better world. I, I, yeah. I really believe that that's happening and I can't wait to watch. I'm just like, yes, let's see what happens. It's going to be so fucking cool. I know I'm getting impatient, but right now we're sitting in like this tension of it all. And I think people are going through shit and you know what? We kind of dove right into it in this episode, didn't we? We started talking about death and <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I guess we talked about farts too, but even in a way of like, get, let it out. But um, yeah, death farts and Ender's game is the theme of this episode. Uh, you know, um, I mean, that's a good little, little trio combo. Um, but just one more thing on that thread, you know, it gets me in that thing of like, you know, you call it like programming, right? TV programming, YouTube, yep. whatever, you know, they call it programming. And I, you know what? One of the things I love to do when I get high is, you know, go down like that nostalgia oh. path and I'll turn on like Thank cartoon you. intros from the eighties, you know? Yeah. And it surprises me how many cartoons in the eighties were all about different types of beings banding together to save the galaxy. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's it's a it's a long list of yeah fantastical creatures becoming a team to beat foreign foes. I mean, that's and that's it. And then then like dreaming of the stars and dreaming of a better world and like uh, oh, and combining powers and the powers of like you know even on the He Man theme, you know the 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 two swords, the sword of Skeletor, the light and the dark combined to make like that ultimate sword, right? And oh, then you've God. got like. You've got like Voltron where all the pieces are coming together. You've got like, uh, was it Brave? Brave Star? Where he's got like the, the, all these different powers. Holy shit, of, dude. You know, and are like, uh, and then uh, Captain Planet where it's like combining the four elements to like. Well, dude, like fucking Care Bears and Gargoyles yeah. and Dragon Tail. Like it, the, the list, the list is infinite of 80s and early 90s literal children's shows that are about like, listen, we're in deep shit. Like we're in trouble. Like they're like, shit's going, it's shit's bad. Like it's going to be the end of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have, so we have all these eighties kids that are now in their forties, now reaching their Uranus like opposition yeah. <laughs> who have been like, I've been programmed since a young age. This is Mormonism aside, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is just like TV shows. Gotta save the world. 
Yeah, that I've been programmed that I am a special person who's going to combine the elements and meet with other special people to save the world. <laughs> That's like the story we were programmed from a young age. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, man. And then like now it's like I I feel like now it's like this individuality that's coming. Like it's like a real like not just like seeking your own individuality, but also honoring everyone else's individuality. Do you know what I mean? Like like my mm-hmm. kids. Jeez, man, I, I you're right about that programming like pr- like like what we're exposed to as kids. I can't I would I would have I would have like exploded if I was exposed to what my kids are watching on like YouTube and like Jesus I'll walk in and they're watching some what is this show that uh, god damn it I can't remember what the name of it is but it's a thing that they watch on YouTube uh-huh. and Mike I don't mean to sound like a like one of these like get off my lawn old men and I don't mean to sound I don't like to do okay boomer or generate I don't I don't care about generational stuff but I literally from time to time will walk in on my kids and they are watching something that is incomprehensible. Like I can't make heads or tails of what's even happening. Like I, I can't even like, I can't even understand if there's a plot. Well, do your kids also like watch people play video games? Of course on they YouTube? do. They, they, watch, they like, watch people watch TV shows. My kids watch <laughs> people watch TV. It's a real thing. Like that's, that's the thing. Like, and now my kids will come out and they'll be like, all, oh, yeah, they'll want to revisit like Parks and Rec because it's the trending thing on uh, TikTok because people will be doing things while watching Parks and Rec. And oh, man, I don't know what type of programming that is, man. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, that, like, let's let's look on the like on the positive side. It's probably like good for, um, you know, stretching capacity, multitasking, all that kind of stuff. You know, research shows that speaking of Parks and Rec, like, I can't believe I'm going to actually say this after you just used Parks and Rec as an example. Maybe you planted the seed. But, you know, a lot of data shows that you don't like when you when you multitask, you instead of instead of full assing one thing, you're half assing two things or three You're Mm -hmm. one third assing three things. Like, so, you know, Ron Swanson says that he's learned. That instead of half assing two things, you should full ass one thing. So I don't, I don't know. Like maybe that's happening. Maybe it's like a rise in ADHD and ADD and all. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I have better hope for the future than that. Like I, I think that the, I think the kids are all right. Is what I'm trying to say. I think the kids are all I think right. They're going to be better than me. Is what I'm feeling. I do. And I hope, I hope I always feel that way. And I don't, you know, get to a state where I'm like, Oh, I can't remember. Please, goddamn like, um, kids are trying to take my retirement fund out away from me. <laughs> you know? Uh, um, so yeah, I'm kind of at a, a stop. We're at, we're, at, <laughs> we're, at, we're at a stopping point because we've just like, we, we, we just went hard and fast for what is it? 40 minutes or so. I mean, we went hard and fast for 40 minutes. <laughs> Dude, um, one of, so I'll just, I'll shift. I mean, can we just shift subject real quick? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm in this walking challenge. You know, I got to do, like, I'm li- like, li- listen, speaking of being old. Get your, get your steps in. I got to get my steps get in. Your- and I'm like, I'm reporting to people how many steps I got in a day. And it's like, it's pretty it's pretty maddening. Like I, I really don't like this 
I don't really like the steps part of it. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to go around yeah. telling people like, do you, do you want to know how many steps I got today? <laughs> you know, it's just not my thing. Uh, but I'm doing it for a good cause. And it's, you know, the, it's for a scholarship kind of deal. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm also not going to be the person that, uh, you know, falls short of the goal or whatever. And it's, you know, it's got a, yeah. it's a finite thing. Well, the point I'm trying to make is that it has forced, and, 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 you know, to, to give credit to this, this little contest, it has forced me to do a lot of walking, like any kind of spare minute. It's like, cause I'm, you know, the, the goal is to get 10,000 steps a day, but I'm like, dude, what if I could get 30,000 steps a day? So I've been trying to, you know, I've been doing that, like walking like crazy. And that's a lot of steps. What's that? Human. That's a lot of steps for a modern human. We're literally back to talking about step. I don't, you know, it's, you're right. I just got done telling, I don't want to talk about my steps and I'm kind of like low key bragging, like, but I did get 30,000 yeah. steps just so you guys are going to fully. Yeah. Work. I mean, it's a, it's a flex and like, uh, it is a total um, flex. my point is I, I've been walking. It's amazing how far you can walk. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, that's like such a funny thing to say, but it's like, it, like when you start thinking about, you know, I took like, it's like, I took, I'll take an hour long walk and it's like, damn dog, I covered some fucking ground. Like, I can't believe how far I went, but what I've been doing during that is it's been a great time for me to catch up on some things that I've neglected, which is communicating with the people I love. I can put my earbuds in and just make a phone. I've taken you on my walks with me, Mike, and we've, 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 yeah. we've had an opportunity to get it out. Do you know what I mean? Like we've had an opportunity to just sort of uh, like like my, the walking part is irrelevant where I can just sit and be fully not sit. I can walk and be fully uh, like present with you. And that has helped me quite a lot. Like I'm seeing, I'm seeing my town in, in, in different ways. Like I'm seeing like, you know, little cool places in, in, in like the downtown area of like, Oh, this building, I never saw it before. Or I never saw access to this part. I'm going to walk around here behind like I've really found myself being a little bit of an explorer and the cost of admission is fucking walking around. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm walking around, I'm talking with Mike or whoever on the phone and just sort of like, you know, trying to work through my anus or Uranus or whatever it is, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm literally like it, it it's, it's, it's the, like, honestly, I feel like I'm not saying between this and the fart analogy, I think I'm not really fucking saying anything, but I am talking about those basic things that we can do. Yeah, every time you say like, you know, I've struggled with mental health issues. I've struggled with anxiety and depression. I've done such and such. Sleep is, is elusive to me. All that kind of stuff. Like the first thing that people say that, well, are you, are you being active? Are you moving your body? Are you meditating? And it's like, holy shit, man. It really does help. It really does help. You're going to the gym. You got your punching bag. You're out lifting weights. Look how muscular you look. You know, it's just amazing. It's funny, man. When we started our journey, like uh, the, you know, where we ended up starting, you know, Mormons on Mushrooms and getting really into meditation. And, you know, I started studying psychology, depth psychology, getting into dream work and really to unpack my own complexes and learn about my own psychology. Um, I had this thought cause lately I've been really working out. Like I haven't since, you know, when I was in high school, I was on the swim team and water polo team and that's a, that's a fucking workout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's no joke. And really, you know, I, I always tell the story about how my depression started at the onset when I went through the temple at the Mormon temple in preparation for my Mormon mission. 
I felt awful that night. And I, we, I would call that the start of my depression. But it was also about a year after I really started working out all the time. You know, I didn't, I mean, when I went to that first year of college, I played at the water polo club for a little bit and got some out that way. But mostly I was not exercising. Mm-hmm. I'm in college eating pizza and ramen and toaster strudels. Oh man. Like that's like my diet, you know? Um, and you know, even in my adult life, I go and I, I don't get my steps. And when I say 30,000 highs, because I, you know, I used to have a Fitbit at one point yeah. and it was a struggle to get those 10,000 and then the alarm would go off and psh, psh, the fireworks. Like, yeah, I got my 10,000 steps. Yeah, it is. It is kind and of unless a nice I was like going yeah. To, yeah. Unless I was going to Disneyland, like the, getting those 10,000 steps are a challenge unless you go to the gym or, or something. Um, and then lately the last couple months, just because I'm like, I need this pent up anger and of grief to go somewhere. I've been going to the gym more than I've ever have in my life. And I've been working out more than I ever have since I was in high school on the swim team. And I was having this thought the other day. I'm like, man, what if I just had done that all along? (laughs) Would I not even need meditation or plant medicine or psychology degree or any of it? You know, I mean, I think they pair well together in honesty, but it's kind of that thing of like, man, if we were just humans who were, you know, like for 99.9% of our evolution, you know, we had to go hunt for our food or gather and work. And, you know, the days we were getting out so much energy just trying to live and survive and, and, you know, gather resources. And I'm sure we slept like a baby, you know, (laughs) like we didn't have anything to keep us up and the stars were there and like we were connected to the earth and, um, and other, and and in other words, like maybe we just go back to these ape instincts and getting out this thing. We don't have to go and work out so much in a therapy office and be diagnosed with mental health stuff and, you know, be on medication. And, and I'm not going to discount any of that because there's a time and place for all of it. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, I just had that thought when driving back from the gym one day when I was like, yeah, one morning I was really in it, went to the gym, worked the shit out of whatever I was feeling. I think I maybe called you on the way home, spoke it out. And, you know, had like a kind of a good release afterwards. Then I'm driving back. I'm like, oh, I, I don't quite remember what I was even mad at. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. you know, it's funny that you're bringing that up. Cause I, I think it's about those, it's about getting those needs met. And, and, and in, in addition to getting the needs met, like your body has physical needs, you know, I, I've got that, I've got that, you know, that whole triangle thing about like the body and it, but, but like, um, I think it's a balanced thing, you know, where you know you were talking about ancient, like primitive, prim, primitive humans who, you know, they're hunting and gathering and there, there's, there's a lot of movement, but also that, although also there's like a, there's a, a, a good reason for that. They're, they're, ha- they're, they're doing that to collectively meet their needs. Do you know what I mean? And so, yeah. um, gosh, I have a lot to say about this. So <clears throat> like for a lot of us, uh, our work, whether it's sitting at a desk, you know, in front of a computer or whatever, there's something that is very, that, that can be very unfulfilling and unsatisfying because there's like, you know, if you, if you, to use an example, if you're a carpenter and you're like, I, 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 I deem that there should be a deck right here. 
like I think a deck should exist right here. A deck would be nice because then there's going to be cool places to sit and maybe a little, you know, little barbecue action and outdoor living and that kind of stuff. So as a, as a carpenter, you set to work measuring and sawing and screwing and doing all that kind of stuff. And then you look at your, you, you behold the work I've done where there was not a deck. Now there is a deck, right? Where, yeah. where there yeah. was nothing. Now there is something. And, and, and that's true about a lot of, well, that's true about a lot of professions. There's something like in, intensely satisfying about a job, a, a, like a beginning and end of a job. Like my, yeah. my job is endless. Your job is endless. There's always a new thing. And it's almost like, it, 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 it's almost like, you know, intangible sometimes with results. Like you can have like little wins and you can have little, Oh, you know, we completed a thing, but it's also like to the next thing. And, 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 you know, a person could argue, well, the same is true with the carpenter. Yes, that's true, but not really because the carpenter looks back and says, look, here's the things that I built. You know what I mean? Yeah. An, an engineer is like, look, cool. Look, this whole thing operates. The whole HVAC system works because like I set to work and then we built it and now it, now it exists. And so it's about getting those needs met. And I was just, the other, the other thing I was going to say, I'm sorry, this is, this is such a long thing, but like the physical part, the gym part, because you are like, I, we were hanging out a couple of weeks ago and I, I, in a friendly, playful way, I patted your shoulder and gave you a hug. And I was like, God damn, Mike is solid as a rock right now. Like, this is like, like, I feel like I'm slapping a brick wall right now. It was, it was pretty good. But you can. Solid as solid a rock. Solid as a rock. Yeah. But you can, <laughs> you can overcorrect on that one too. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because the gym, yeah. the gym can be just as uh, meaningless and empty as sitting be- in front of a computer. It, when you yeah. get into like the reasons for going to the gym and like comparing bodies and then suddenly you know, looking in the mirror and getting down on yourself and like looking at your, you know, looking at everybody else's bodies and valuing bodies and that kind of stuff. Like Mike, when we did mushrooms for the first time, I, I was fit. I was more fit at that time than I was when I went to play basketball in college. Like, like I, when we first did mushrooms, dude, I had biceps that were like kissable. Like my, 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 my arms looked fucking good, man. And I had those cool, like, you know, those, like those cum gutters that like go down from your, from your abs to your, to your growing, like your, your crotch. Like I was looking good, but guess what? I was fucking empty. I was empty as they, as I've ever been. I was as empty as I've ever been. Cause all I cared about was like, you know, what do I look like compared to the person who's working out? with me or, or the person who I'm seeing at the gym or who am I trying to impress or who's, who, who do I, what do I want to look good wearing, you know, type of thing. And so I think it's like, fuck man, I'm the, I'm captain obvious, you know, those captain obvious commercials. I'm fucking no, captain obvious it. today. Like, you know what? You got to get your emotions out. It's like a fart. And then you got to like, don't, you know, you got to have balance basically. Like I'm literally talking about the ABCs of, of, of like human body maintenance here. Like you got to maintain your body. It sounds so obvious, Doug, but it saved me yesterday. Like I told you, yeah. I te- sent you a text today and I said, yesterday's conversation that you, the two and I, the two of us had was the, I call it the best therapy session I've had. And that's a high bar. Like yeah. my therapist is fucking great. Yeah, and not. I've had some breakthrough like stuff in the last four years. Um, but it was this thing yesterday of, because I was telling you that like, 
I keep going through these cycles of anger and crying and anger and crying and anger and crying. I get it out of the gym and then I cry it out. I'm like, is there no end? Is there no end to it? And then you're like, Mike, what is, what is the anger telling you? And that's where, you know, these other practices that we've started that we were talking about, like meditation and mindfulness and, um, you know, kind of feeling into the story and learning to talk to these parts, these, this multitude we contain in us. And I was like, oh shit, this part just wants me to, it's angry because I'm not taking care of its needs, his needs, her needs, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'll say his, I'm not taking care of his needs. And so instead of I'm caught in a cycle of anger and grief and anger and sadness, when really I think as I am, and that's what I started leaning into yesterday was like, what does this part need and want? And I can, I can do that. I don't need to get that through someone else. I don't need to get that through mommy or whatever. I, I, I can get that on my own. Yeah. All of a sudden he's quieted quite a bit in the, I mean, a lot in like the last uh, 30 hours or whatever, since we've had that conversation. And um, I mean, I'm still going to go to the gym tonight after this, cause it's going to feel good, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like I'm going there to get out this anger um, as much tonight well you're, you're you're hitting on it like suddenly that that exercise you you start recognizing the you know the dopamine type of thing i guess right mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know what it is i don't know if it's serotonin or dopamine or i think it's dopamine i i don't but you start feeling that rather than just like that release of pent-up emotion you also just start feeling that like release of the chemicals in your brain that make you feel happy about yourself dude it's funny that we're you know speaking of like our therapist, like she's awesome. Like she's so awesome. And in the, in the way that like, in the way that like, I wish she was, I wish she was so like less awesome. Cause I just sometimes want her to be like, yeah, man. Yeah. (laughs) Like good point. But she's always good at like kind of pushing back a little bit and challenging me. And then every once in a while, you know, she's really good at helping me sort of like, um, recognize, just focus on me. Cause I want to like, go outward and be like, well, you know, this person and that person and this, and I'd like to help them or I'd like to do this. She's like, no, fuck. No, let's just focus on you. And I'm like, no, I don't want to focus on me. You know, she's really good about that. And it, 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 once in a while it comes to a a head in like the most perfect way, uh, which it did for me, uh, just, just last week when I, I, I'm caught in the, I'm caught in the contradiction that is me. Like she catch, she caught me, you know, and it's good. It's good to be caught in that because then it's like, oh, I think I can release some of that inner judgment or, 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 or self-loathing or whatever it is that comes. So here's what happened. Uh, she and I were talking and she had mentioned because, because she and I talked about something that you and I talked about on the podcast. I don't really remember what it was, but she was like, oh, hey. I listened to your podcast and had some, and she's like, Oh, here's some, here's what I thought. And she told me, and I instantly was like, it makes me feel really uncomfortable that you w- listen to the podcast. Like, that's weird to me. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to, I don't know how to deal with that, that you listened to an episode of the podcast. Instantly. She's like, okay, I'll stop listening to the podcast. And I was like, Oh no, no, no. I don't want you to stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> and just like, what a, what a, what a masterclass that was from her on, on helping me 
like, cause I'm not, listen, I, I got, I, I, I'm working on a lot of things about myself, but one thing I'm not is stubbornly stupid. And so when I said that out loud, I was like, oh shit, man. Yeah. Good point. Like she didn't even have to say anything else. I was like, hmm, yeah, good, good point. Like, okay, fair enough. You know? Yeah. She's so good. Like it. So yeah. So for me, it was a good lesson in the same thing that you and I talk about all the time, which is, okay, you're going to contradict yourself. You need to, you need to focus on balance. You need to focus in and even me saying you need doesn't feel all that honest to me, but like good, like if you were looking at the manual for human body maintenance, first page is going to be like, okay, everything in here is going to be a contradiction. Uh, there's stuff you got to do that also you want to avoid. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, uh-huh. there, yeah. there's stuff that you're going to want that also you are going to really dislike. There's stuff that you're going to need that you're going to fight against. And you need to do all that. And then it's just like, here's how you maintain the human body. Once in a while, you're going to have to fart. You have to fart out your emotions, you know? And it's just like, it, it's a relief. It's a relief to drop the illusion of, of per, like perfection or the illusion of having it figured out, which I like. I like to live in that. I like to live in that illusion. I like to live in like, I got it all figured out and let me fucking help you figure it out. Do you know what I mean? You, the general you, not you specifically, Mike. And it's like, oh no, I don't know anything. Like I don't know one darn thing about myself and I, the, the, and, 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 and therein is the, therein is the most important lesson for me is like, is like, you, you know, a lot of things, but you don't know anything. That's it. I don't know how to explain it better than that. Nothing is everything. Um, uh, you know, and I, I think getting tied into like, you know, we were talking about farts and it's, <laughs> it can get messy, you know, and there's the human messiness of it all. I mean, as, as much as we're gushing on Tracy, our therapist. Just like every human, she's also lost in her own words a lot. You know what I mean? We're all like, yeah. it, you know, that, that I just go back to that labyrinth that, you know, Seth puts together at the, the solstice festivals of like, it's just like you whine and you weave and occasionally you see someone on the way and you give them a high five. We're on these like journeys that are very individual. And it's always hard for us because we like in our own journey on our own personal myth, we're in the middle of the forest. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know the next step. You know, I'm, I'm caught in the mess and we're all fucking caught in the mess. And I don't know what I was going to get with that other than, you know, um, it's been messy. This has been a messy fucking year. It has been. And the, and the good thing about that, that labyrinth, you know, we've talked about it, but it, it bears repeating. Um, like you get to the center. Mm-hmm. You know, you dig deep enough. Like it's like like that for me. It's that it's that good analogy of like if I just keep pulling back the layers, that's me winding myself through the labyrinth of 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 Doug to get to the gooey core, like to get to get to the real answers, to get to the real truth. You know, but when you get to the but when you get to the center of that labyrinth, it's not like like if I get to the if I keep pulling back the layers of myself and I finally get to like okay now it's me. It's not like some little alien like operating a machine like you know like this tiny little thing that's like operating my arms and legs and body and like making sure my organs work and stuff like that 
it's just more of me. It's just me all the way down. It's just me all the way up and me all the way down. It's like, yeah. like, like the, the tip of my fingers to the tip of my toes, to the, the, my, my nose on my face, it's just all me. And so there's not like some deep, dark center down there where, you know, like me, 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 pulling levers and pushing buttons and like, come on, you can do it. <laughs> now we got to go run. You know, that's not happening. It's just all me. And I got to come to terms with that. That is just me. And that's who I got to work. Are, are we sure? You know, I've never, I don't really have a friend who's a heart surgeon. I never talked to a heart surgeon. Are we sure that heart surgeons aren't just like going in there and tweaking our little guy who's controlling our thing? And they go, oh yeah, you trust, trust us guys. There's, there's really a heart inside there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this little guy. And like the heart surgeon's whole job is just like, it's like, it's, it's almost like your little guy is a little dehydrated. So we're going to cut you open. And we're going to go down there and we're going to give him straight up like liquid IV. Like we're going to get this guy hydrated and rested. And then we're going to call it a big fucking heart surgery. And you're going to be like recovering for months. And, you know, you got to low impact workouts. You're just giving the little guy a break. He's just overwhelmed. (laughs) He's like, there's steam, there's steam coming out and like things, the gaskets are popping. He's like, I don't know what to do here. (laughs) It's like, okay, little guy, I got you. I got you, dog. Let's give you a. Let's give you bed rest. The only thing bed rest is, is it's just a little guy being like, oh, God, thank, thank Christ. Can I, pl- can we just watch Parks and Rec? <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> and that's why we have to put these machines to sleep every once in a while. And, you know, and I think maybe that's what all those years of like medical school for the heart doctors is really just for them to be like, you guys, you guys are not blowing the secret for the rest. You're being inducted into this. I think this is our conspiracy theory, man. Is that yeah. we're all these that. But hearts are bullshit. It's just really little green alien men that are that are controlling our big bodies. Why do you think it's called the Hippocratic Oath? It's because they're all a bunch of fucking hypocrites. They know the truth, which is like those organs are just wet meat, like just in our bodies. And it's a really, it's a little, it's a little alien looking guy. It's like kind of like a little <laughs> ET. And they're like, oh shit, this is what's going on inside. And they're like, yeah, but you're doctors now. So you have to take this whole oath. And have to pretend like, you know, you're doing all sorts of shit. And you're like, well, I'm a doctor now and I'm focusing on the brain and you're focusing on the spleen and you're focusing on feet randomly and you're focusing on the butthole. And it's like, okay, but it's just all the little guy, right? And everybody's like, yeah, it's just a little guy. <laughs> or maybe it's multiple guys now. Now you know you're blowing my mind. Maybe there's a spleen guy and a lung guy and maybe there's a lot no, of No, I'm saying that's guys. the doctor. The doctors are specialists. Oh, yeah. But in, in, in all honesty, it's just comes down to like, sure, there's like, like they're mechanics, like doctors are mechanics of the human body. They're like, oh, you, you, you sprung a leak. You got it. We got to stitch you up. You know, we got to, we got to, we got to like, we got to buff and paint and like put on a new bumper or something like that. We got to stick our finger up your butthole and, and like put the, re- hit the reset button on the little guy. That's all it is. That's all that's happening. You know what I mean? That's all it is. I love this as a conspiracy <laughs> theory, by the way. I hope someone stayed this long into the episode to hear our theory about the little guy who's controlling our meat suit. I do too, because I think it's about time uh, people demanded the truth, you know, and I'm ready to demand the truth. <laughs> I think maybe that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh God. Sorry. I just kept going for a little bit longer. <laughs> he's just, like he's, he's just like the rest of us. Cause he's got a little guy inside of him. So it's little guys all the way down. Like he's like, <laughs> like, like sometimes, you know, he's memories. He's just sitting there watching like, 
they'll put in the file and watch a memory and be like, well, that's a little sad or that was, that, was, that was a little happy. But then it's like, oh, if you pull it back, he's got a little guy in there that's watching his fucking memories. <laughs> it just never ends. <laughs> oh, man. I, I mean, can we top that? <laughs> no, I think that we just end with the little guy. Like, I think so, too. I mean, but is a little guy farting in there, too. Well, of course he's farting. Like, where do you think we get all the gas? <laughs> like, the little guy farts. And that little gas bubble fills us up and we're suddenly like, I need to fart. Well, yeah, of course you need to fart because the little guy inside you just farted. The little guy inside of him farted. And before that, the little guy inside of the little guy inside the little guy farted. So you got to fucking fart. Let it out. Let Let it it out. out. Give the little guy what he wants. That could be the title of the episode. Give the little guy what he wants. Just a fucking break once in a while. you know, he's like the rest of us, man. He could use some, he could use some PTO. He could use some vacation time. Give the little guy a break. Give the little guy a fucking break it and let it out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm having, I'm having the funniest, I'm not even high, but like, I'm having the funniest imagery of like, like when you talked about sleep is us shutting the, the, the suit down. Like that's just the yeah. opportunity for the little guy to go like check you know, he has to walk through the inside of the body and sort of like do his nightly shift of checking on everything and make sure it's all working. And like, yeah. and, and, oh, is the bladder? Does the bladder do anything? You got to check the bladder. <laughs> I don't know. He's finally just clocking out for the day. Just, you know? He's getting his steps in, checking everything out. He's just wandering <laughs> through my body. Like, no wonder my, no wonder sometimes like a, you know, a tingly feeling when you're like, oh, my hand fell asleep. Well, this is like a little guy taking a break. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i I'm, I'm ready to meet my little guy better my i, I think I, I gotta get to know him a little better yeah man you just gotta you gotta keep it clean you gotta make sure you're you know making it easy for that for homeboy to pull all the levers and push all the buttons and i it, it now occurs to me mike that we're kind of describing the plot of the pixar movie inside out yeah maybe this hasn't been <laughs> <laughs> an original thought, <laughs> an original thought. But, it's, but it's making me pretty happy today so that's fine but i'm loving it and just like you were saying like when you were giving me that advice yesterday and you said it, i'm like man this seems so obvious but it was such a light bulb moment for yeah. me you know even just talking about this little guy is like you know i don't know it it feels original to me and that's yeah, all that it matters. really does man <laughs> gosh well i th- so it's either i've got one last question that could take us on a whole thing, or it's just like we stopped there. I think, I think, I think, I think we just call it, let's call it a, let's call it a, uh, we'll, say, we'll save that question. Yeah. Okay. I got more. Love you, man. Love you, buddy. Bye. Bye. Thank you for coming with us to Flavor Country. If you like what you heard, just uh, give us a five star review. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, it doesn't matter. Just drop us some, a little love there. And, uh, you know, come with us over to Patreon. We've got so much cool shit there. We've got, we're talking about dreams. We're talking about myths. There's content there that you can download, listen to, whatever you want to do with it. But we have a community kind of forming around Patreon. Come join us. Come, come live in Flavor Country with us because that's what it's all about. Enjoy. Peace. Yes! <laughs>